Welcome to episode 17 of the True Discipleship Podcast. We live in a world that is ever-changing, and one of the things that is changing at perhaps the fastest rate is our move away from a natural, physical world into a digital one. Whether it's social media platforms, the way that you're engaging with this content right now, Twitch streams, the metaverse, all that stuff, we seem to be moving closer and closer to a digital age. And so this leaves a question for us as Christians. How do we navigate an ever-changing digital world? How do we conduct ourselves in comment sections? How do we interact in a way that doesn't strip other people of their humanity, but instead actually drives us together? How do we as Christians have conversations online that are not only positive, but life-giving? We talk about all that and more with our friend Justin Mitchell in this episode of the show. Thanks for joining us. Hey there, everybody. Welcome back to the True Discipleship Podcast. I'm Aaron. I'm Morgan. And uh, we are wrapping up our series today called Christians in Culture. Super excited about that. We have our friend Justin Mitchell that's going to be hopping on the show in just a minute here. But uh, happy Thanksgiving. Happy Thanksgiving. That's just two days away. Yes. I'm excited. But we're not doing anything major for Thanksgiving, though. We're not. We're taking it easy. Our festivities will begin the week after. Can we put up Christmas decorations after Thanksgiving then, finally? Yes. Actually, I want to... Can we do it before? (laughs) (laughs) You won't let me put up Christmas decorations and it's making me sad. I want to clean. If you like... Everywhere where Christmas decorations are going to go are clean. The... This right here. I don't know if I can... Can I reach this one? Uh Uh-huh. And... You just want to dust it? Yeah. Like... I can dust. Yeah. Because like there's garland that's gonna go up there. That's so fun for our YouTube. The people. garland's look gonna at... go up there. So why don't we just cover the dust with the garland? No, it'll look more like snow. No, you know? no, be no, great. no, no, please dust it. I just I don't. This wanna... would look so much better if there was just jolly in but the background. But it's not Christmas yet. People are gonna stop listening to us because you're spitting this blasphemy. <laughs> Oh man! I have um, biblical grounds for Christmas what? starting after Thanksgiving. Christmas starts when Advent starts, and it's the Sunday after Thanksgiving. We made up Advent. I have Christian <laughs> culture to back me up. Oh my gosh! I have the church. I have the pink and the purple candles to back me up. Oh, I can't wait for the way the internet's going to explode over your comments. I'm just trying to boost our engagement. There you go. With my, with my hot takes. Christmas doesn't oh, start until man. after Thanksgiving. Speaking of hot takes in the comment section, that is exactly what we're <laughs> going to be talking about today. Uh, we're going to be talking about navigating the world of the internet, man, which is what a wild world it is. It's what a, a wild time it is. The wild, wild west. Yeah. But uh, I'm super excited. We have our friend Justin Mitchell who is on. You're going to hear a little bit about uh, who he is, what he does, and all that stuff. So... Let's just go ahead and get into it. Justin, welcome to the show, man. What's going on, guys? How are you guys doing today, man? Doing great. Uh, I almost called you Mustin. <laughs> Mustin. Ju- must be Justin. Must, it must be Justin. Yeah, I promise you I'm not musty. I promise. I got a shower. I'm good. I'm good. <laughs> well, Justin, thanks so much for being here, bro. Um, I think that you actually have a lot to contribute towards today's conversation. Uh, but for people who don't know you, maybe they don't understand why why that is um but if you could just kind of i think when i think of you uh i think of you just as a content creator whatever that means like all the buckets all the avenues all the things um because you've been doing this for a while Uh, so just go ahead and kind of get people caught up to speed um tell us a little bit about yourself and and what you do in the in the digital space and, and all that 
Yeah, so if you're looking at this screen right now, you're probably looking around on what's behind me and you're probably already getting <laughs> gamer vibes from the look of things and uh, you're not wrong. So right now, currently, uh, I'm Twitch streamer, gamer. Uh, that's what I've been doing for the past like three years. Um, but on top of that, man, um, it goes further back. All this stuff started years and years and years ago. Um, in high school, um, I gave up everything I wanted to do uh, as far as competitive sports and all that kind of stuff. I grew up playing sports, grew up very competitive in that nature, in that regard. And I ended up uh, just kind of putting everything to the back burner with that and left that alone because all I wanted to do was do music. I was involved uh, super heavy with hip hop culture, rapping and freestyling and battling and doing all this stuff. And so I got heavy into that and wanted to do nothing but that because I'd been doing it since middle school. And, uh, you know, I've had the privilege and uh, the honor to share stages with some of the biggest names in CHH and Christian hip hop. Um, and uh, so I've been able to use my content to get me in, in, in front of people, to use my influence to inspire and encourage. I've always wanted to use my content um, and whatever it is that I do to try and try and inspire and encourage people and prompt them obviously to Jesus and push them in that way to be like, hey, like the hope's not in me. It's over here. Like, hey, look over here, go over here. <laughs> so uh, that was always the goal. So whether I'm rapping or whether I'm playing video games or whether I'm doing uh, Best Buy or something, right, I'm going to use it in a way uh, that hopefully honors and glorifies you. Um, so that's did been. You ever, um, did you ever work at Best yeah. Buy? I did. You I give did. off mad Best Buy vibes. Bro, I did. and I, I was, can see you showing me where the HDMI cables are right now. Bro, listen. <laughs> I, I, was, I was a problem out in them Best Buy streets, bro. Like, <laughs> I was a problem. I was like first uh, month or two in, I was getting awards and stuff. I was like selling everything. I was like, I was like man, maybe this is my calling. And then I went on tour for a month and a half. <laughs> there you go. That's incredible. Yeah, man. Um, so... Really quick, for anybody who's watching online, they see you, you have this hat on with this logo on it. Can you just explain a little bit about, about what that is and, and what you're doing with that? Yeah, yeah. Uh, so this is a part of the brand that I created. It started out, man, just on stream on Twitch, man. Um, I had this name called Go Go Power Up, and it was based off of my two kind of favorite fandoms that I loved and enjoyed uh, growing up and even somewhat uh, low-key kind of do now. Uh, as an adult, Go-Go uh, Power-Up is kind of tying Go-Go Power Rangers mixed with powering up as like Dragon Ball anime stuff. Uh, super heavy into those when I was a kid. I tell people all the time, I took Go-Go Power-Up and turned, I guess, the the whole thing on its head because I, obviously everything I do, I want it to have purpose. So like, even though it was like Power Rangers and Dragon Ball, there still was this underlying meaning from the from its inception of like the gospel, which was... Uh, the Great Commission, go, go, and powering up, right? Like, go out into the world, right, and make disciples, right? But I wrapped it in this nice bacon-wrapped kind of <laughs> flavorful thing that the world could kind of chew on, uh, and they wouldn't even know that they're getting the Great Commission uh, kind of in a sense, right? And so if you don't know anything about me, too, like, I love, like, some fashionable things. I enjoy to look decent, and you know what I mean? Like, uh, and I think that's one thing in like geek and nerd culture, man, is there's so many people who are like, and if it's gaming, it just has to have a controller on it. And it's like, man, that's, that's kind of whack, bro. Like I got something. out of bed for this or I, yeah, I stopped like, playing the game to come to this. Yeah. And I'm like, those, <laughs> like those Walmart are, $5 t-shirts. <laughs> those are cool for when you're waking up in the morning, but when you're trying to go out into the world and stuff and wear something, like, I feel like something 
that can be fashionable, man, and yeah. still speak encouraging to people in that space. You know what I mean? So that's kind of yeah. what that's about. Yeah. Speaking of fashion, that hat would look really good with this Falcons jersey. I'm just saying. But you know, <laughs> no, just take I'm it for not even it. gonna lie. I was thinking it. You, I was thinking it earlier before we went live, and I was like, bro, this that jersey needs to be on me right now. <laughs> I'm just. Well, do you do you sell your merch? Uh, like, do you have a website? Because I'm yeah, over here yeah. trying to go shopping. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I mean, if if uh, we're putting that out there, um, just gogopowerup.com. That's it. And you can yeah, we'll be sure to include there, links yeah. and all that stuff in in the description and in the show Bet. notes. I appreciate yeah. that. Um, That's cool. Yeah. So okay. So so I kind of have two questions. I think I'm gonna I'm hit this one first. Um, yeah. We've seen some of the analytics. We know the demographics of people who listen to this podcast. <laughs> <laughs> um, w- help us understand a little bit um, the world of video game streaming because it's huge right now it's massive and i don't think a lot of people realize even how big it is <laughs> no. um and i'll be i'll be honest so when it, i feel like when it first really i won't even say when it first took off because it's been around for a while on um, like competitive gaming and stuff but yeah when i think when twitch really started to blow up i saw it and i was like i don't get this like at first i was totally confused by it and then i remembered growing up as a kid and like my cousin always bought like the latest new games game systems all this stuff and i remember sitting behind him on the couch for countless hours watching him play video games and i'm like wait a minute this is the exact same thing (laughs) that i was doing but now people are are actually like this is a side hustle for people or it's their main source i mean you have people out there bro that are Millionaires. Stupid amounts of money, bro. Millionaires <laughs> from playing video games. I'm yeah. only slightly bitter at you know the, at our parents who were like, "Oh, why are you wasting your time with that?" Because I'm like, man, bro. if I'd have been if I'd have been getting my thumbs ready, <laughs> man, it's crazy. Um, it's crazy. Yeah, but but just kind of help us understand that world a little bit. Yeah, I mean, so oddly enough, man, I played around with streaming back on like the Xbox One release when it came out with the Connect. I mean, those of y'all who know anything yeah. slightly about gaming at all know that the Xbox used to come with this like camera thing uh, called the Kinect. And uh, the Xbox One bundle had it uh, at launch. And I remember grabbing it, using it, and then like you could connect it to Twitch and stream. In the beginning of it, I didn't really understand much about Twitch either because all I knew was that there was an app on my Xbox One to stream to. And then I went and like saw just how crazy like you're talking about like there's so much stuff out there and at that time this was back in like this is in like 2016 or whenever it was uh that the xbox one had come out and um like 2015 maybe i I can't remember but all i remember is is like seeing what people were doing with it and i was like wow there's actually like this ginormous wave of people and like it was big but it wasn't that big yet uh, at least in the popular consensus of people um but yeah i i just kind of like saw um a means to connect with my own community back even in music i was using i would jump on and throw it on instagram and throw a link up and i would just be on my xbox with my crappy connect webcam that that came with my xbox and i would just stream with that and a power ranger helmet on sometimes and people (laughs) would just be like there'd be like 30 40 50 people in there and i'm like yo what is this this is crazy um but I wasn't, I didn't know anything. I was like, how do people make money from this? And I saw and investigated some and I was like, wow, there's actually like a really deep level of stuff. Cause I didn't have all the fancy like alerts and stuff to like go off when people would follow or do anything. I didn't have any of that. Um, but yeah, the world has changed up so much now. I mean, you got guys now, man, who are um, 
you know, just streamers. They're not even competitive gamers. They're just, they're gamers who just stream at their house in a room like mine and in front of, you know, 15,000 people. Dude, that's so cool. I think, uh, so, you know, we've been doing this series about Christians and culture for the past couple of weeks. And I feel like so many of our conversations, like there is the the primary conversation that kind of happens in the forefront, but then there's always something kind of in the background that I think if people are aware of it, they'll have some sort of takeaway that, that they could apply. And I think that what's really cool about you, uh, what we saw with Jonah and what he's doing with TikTok and what we saw with Tim and what he's doing with his Disney content is being influential for the kingdom like there's, it doesn't have to look a certain way. You know what I mean? Like, I, I can't tell you how many people I talk to who are like, um, they feel like God is calling them into some sort of ministry. And so they think, okay, well, I need to go and work for a church. It's like, yeah. no, that's, that's not what it is at all. Right. It's about man, whatever passions you have yeah. are God given passions. And believe it or not, there are other people in that sphere with those same passions who need the gospel. And so this is, this is where you see Paul talking about, I became all things to all men, right? This is where, yeah. where you see that, man, everybody needs the gospel. And so I'm going to figure out what is the thing that connects us. And then how can I leverage that for the sake of, of communicating the good news to you, right? Yeah. So, so you know, we're, we're going to get into the dark side of the internet <laughs> in, a, in a little <laughs> bit. But I just want to hear some stories from you, because um, I know we've, we've talked about some of these before. But I, I mean, give us an example of uh, how you've been able to to leverage this online gaming platform for reaching people with the gospel? Yeah, so um, you know, one thing is I I just upfront I don't get on stream like there are some people right there are some people who literally fire up stream and they're just like I'm ready to preach. I'm here to hop on my games while I'm playing the games. I'm a quote scripture. Uh, I'm gonna just start preaching a sermon while we're playing Apex Legends. Like, great. I'm not opposed to that at all. Like, if that's your what you feel the Holy Spirit leading you to do. For me, I just get on there and just be me. Um, and I try to let my self, in a sense, be a, just something different. And then they obviously, will, through conversations, will realize, like, and I, I do tell them I'm a you know, student pastor, or I've, even before I became a student pastor at Hope, like, I've literally... Uh, had conversations around faith, and I've told people like I am a Christian. I, this is this this that and the third. I've talked about that openly. For me, I just, especially in 2020, man, like we embraced conversations. Man, I had this segment called the Power Hour where we would literally take an hour of strategic time before we jumped into any games. We would literally just take an hour or more if it need be. And uh, wow, Siri's just trying to talk to me. Great. Um, no, I would take like an hour or more and just um, have intentional conversations about a hot topic that the church probably isn't trying to talk about, and I would engage it. And so I went from everything from we would talk about relationships. I had Summer on there. We would talk about marriage. We would talk about us. We would talk about we talk about sex. We talked about kids. We talked about parenting. We talked about abortion. Uh, we've talked about um, the George Floyd incident or, you know, social injustice, racism. Um, and so what I what I saw happen, man, uh, one of the one of the coolest things I, I've seen happen. And there's several stories, man, but I'll share one about um, a particular individual, man, um, that was in our streams that we would we were having these kind of racial conversations and 
sort of semi-political we i try not to dive super heavy into like the the political stuff per se because i mean we would talk about it obviously with some of these subjects because it just would naturally get brought up um because i'm just not i'm just not a very political person anyways uh i think my my buddy ruslan says it best like uh, i'm politically agnostic i just <laughs> it's like that's the truth um and so but there's a guy man who is very very um outspokenly Republican and hard right. And you could tell that in the chats. And we would also not just see the chat on the screen where it would just be words. I would open it up to where people could jump in on the headset or through Discord and we would have voice chats. So it'd be just like this on live stream. Um, and so part of that conversation, man, or through some multiple different conversations, there was a point where, you know, he's calling me up now outside of the streams, off cam offline and just hitting me up because he had got my number i know a dude lives like in carolina but he lives about two hours out hour and a half and um this dude like is hitting me up and just having conversations with me and asking me for just some some advice and some wisdom on how he like what, what do you think about this and how do you how would you navigate that i have a friend who's doing this and like what do you think and it's like him trying to navigate his political brain, he's been challenged to be like, man, I'm, I've been so far right for so long that I'm thinking I need to be more like where your mind is in the sense of like, you're in the middle and don't really, you're, you're not trying to just listen to the right wing person. You're listening to this person and these people and trying to figure out. You're, di you're discerning spot. for yourself. You're not just being to told what to believe, but you're actually, yeah. Right. And so there was a lot of uh, good conversations that came out of that, man. And I was super humbled by the fact that he's not a Christian. The dude is hard right, but is borderline atheist and does not believe that there's a God. But he is calling me up and I've been able to share the gospel legitimately, plain out, simple to this guy and share that with him so many times, man, um, in really great ways. And he's been receptive and hasn't been like yo cut off the phone i don't want to talk about that but he hears it and so it's been really cool man that's awesome bro yeah i think uh yeah i think what what you just said is a, a clear picture of it right i mean um i always say that it's super easy right now should be the easiest point in human history for us to share the gospel because the world is a dumpster fire <laughs> yeah it is a dumpster fire yeah. and so we don't even have to get on the park bench and yell at people but to operate differently than other people operate speaks volumes right and there's yeah. there's something that that i think truly is now i do think that to a fault like for me when i was growing up uh you know our youth our youth group was big on the the saint francis quote that's like um share the gospel at all times and when necessary use words and i think yeah. that's great i really do i think that that's solid because what you're talking about right now is proving that point but there is the necessity of words as well right like we aren't supposed to be timid we're not supposed to be at some point you're gonna have to talk <laughs> exactly yeah um because if not people just get attracted to just you and they don't realize oh there is something bigger here right i mean it's it's giving yourself a platform so that when people ask you why you have a reason to give the faith that you give, right? Peter writes about that. But I do think that right now we live in such a toxic wasteland <laughs> that it's, uh, it's, it's, uh, it's really easy to stand out for being different. And so here's where we're kind of going to switch gears a little bit. You alluded to 2020. Um, you alluded to like the George Floyd stuff. And I really feel like, don't get me wrong, the internet has never been pristine. Like 
the moment people got their hands on it, it it you got gross, right? Um, but when we we when we look at kind of where we are culturally right now, I feel like 2020 was a big jumping off point. When you talk about COVID, when you talk about George Floyd, when you talk about politics, like we gotten to this point where every, nothing's off limits online. Right. I mean, if you remember, I mean, it's it was the rule that you had at the bar in the barbershop of like, we don't talk about race, religion and politics. All that stuff went out the window and the Internet was just kind of this this Wild West. So here's what I want to hear from both of y'all. Morgan, welcome to the show. Uh, <laughs> I just woke up. <laughs> I kind of want to hear from both of y'all. And Morgan, you can start. What has been your interaction with social media, the Internet? and kind of the toxic side of that, the dark side of all that is. Wow. What a loaded question. Yeah. Welcome in. (laughs) (laughs) Um, 2020 was what it was. And, um, just in all this conversation, I think where I found myself like hurt the most was people from our church home sharing very harsh opinions and being very divisive on the mm. internet. And mm. I'm I'm not going to sit here and say that like, oh, because you believe in Jesus or because you go to church with me, you can't have like an opinion one way or the other. I think there's so much beauty in the fact that there's so much diversity in our church and that you can lean right and you can lean left and you can, um, you know, have your opinions about everything that happened in 2020 um, and, and beyond. Um, but just to see like people creating so much division on the internet and like posting something that was so divisive and then like letting their comment section just explode. And like, mm-hmm. I think you have a certain responsibility when you post something on the internet to kind of be the referee of your comments. Um, you know, you started this mm-hmm. and, no, um, and, yep. uh, when you see people attacking each other to come back and say, Hey, this is not, what this post was meant to be you're not going to attack this person because of something that you believe um i'm biased but i think you're very good at doing this aaron you you will post something and you'll come back in the comments and you'll you'll put people in their place and be like hey you're not going to personally attack this person because again it's your opinion like that's not who you are as a person yeah um some people make their opinions who they are as a person and i think that's a whole that's a whole nother conversation for another day and and as i say like you can have these opinions and you can have these beliefs like never let that belief be more important to you than like your faith in jesus Mm. um and and people were like people that we we love and we hug in the lobby at church were letting things become more important to them than their love for jesus and it just absolutely broke my heart yeah um so my relationship with the internet and relationship with social media is I, I, I ride this roller coaster of I'm, I'm on cloud nine and like I'm putting out content and like I'm um, reposting things. And I'm like, this is great. I love this. And then I come down that hill and I'm like, comparison. Why am I even here? Yeah. It's just yeah. like, oh my goodness. Like I see these like people that I, I know and I love like posting things and I'm just like, man, like I, I can't do this. So like I delete Facebook, I delete Instagram, I deactivate my account. I'm falling into the trap of like comparison and um, jealousy of like seeing people post things. And I'm like, well, why wasn't I invited? Um, 
And so I, I completely delete everything. So I'm on that, I'm at that low point right now. So this is such a timely conversation. Like there's no social media on my phone, except for LinkedIn. Wow. Yeah. Um, if you want to <laughs> message me on LinkedIn right now, you can. Um, that's, funny. that's my relationship with the internet. That's where we are right now. It's very raw. It's very real. And hey, maybe I'll start a Twitch channel and connect <laughs> with people. Hey, man. <laughs> Listen, In, uh, Instagram ain't working good. out. <laughs> yep. Yeah. I mean, the thing about the thing about Twitch and stuff is, is that I like here's here's the thing. And to your point, I think the comment section is trash. That's the trash part of the Internet. This, this is the reason why I wanted to have you on, Justin. I don't when I'm thinking about Internet toxicity, I don't know if there is a more toxic community at times <laughs> than the online gaming community. Anybody who's ever spent any time playing COD on Xbox oh, yeah. Live knows. Oh yeah. <laughs> oh, for anybody listening that doesn't know what that means, that's Call of Duty. Look at you. Yeah. Cod. Okay. Cod. Yeah. Got it. Morgan's up to speed. Let's go. That's it. That's She's all. so hip. That's bro. all I know. That's but all say, I know. Aaron was Aaron was pre pre service on this. Was like, hey, listen, if he brings up Cod, just know what's okay. that's all. That's the only it's one. Not I'll a know. fish. It's not a fish. <laughs> but you were saying, uh, Justin, my bad. No, I was saying that uh, the the comment section, man is just literally buns bro it's so bad it's terrible <laughs> I love uh it is terrible and i something that i've i've always been like this but 2020 kind of forced my hand if you will a little bit on this to p- apply some pressure in this type of um, world that we live in and even more so to be like how valuable communication like this is mm-hmm. um yeah. because um two things one there was con- I made a post one time, man, during the George Floyd thing, and said some stuff. And I li- I knew I-, I knew it's one of those posts where you know when you about to press that <laughs> button, it's probably gonna hit some Bro, nerves. Bro, my and people- my my George Floyd po- post during all of that, it sat like in draft mode for two days, <sighs> just like preparing for what was gonna Bro, be. Bro, yeah, mine sat by my thumb for. 30 seconds and i said i don't let I it rip said, I, I said i don't i don't care about what smoke is about to come my, my said, way go go power ranger i'm going in i just was like i'm ready for whatever comes my way yeah. i'm not i'm not scared of the smoke i'm here for it like because i you know what i mean and so i put it up and stuff you know what i mean like and it was mainly towards christians it wasn't mm-hmm. towards i was i was trying to be like oh, you know what i mean trying to be, trying to, you know what i mean like yes. i don't care what the world is doing in this moment because the world is the world. I can't expect the world to meet the standards of what we all are saying I am signed up to do. Yes. Right. Like I can't I can't do that. But I'm over here like flustered and furious by watching Christians who I've known for years say things that were so outlandish and so crazy. And I'm like, you know what? I'm gonna be that guy and I'm gonna say this. Bah, <laughs> threw it up. Comments are crazy. Stuff's getting wild. But here's how what's crazy is I reach out to certain people in my comment thread that are acting some type of way. And I know them personally. Mm-hmm. And I was like reaching out behind the scenes, going in their DMs and be like, hey, uh, can we get on a, a video chat and just talk? Yeah. And I legitimately did that with like a handful of people that actually wanted to have real conversation. Yep. And not just a comment thread. And so I would do that. And then there were some people who were just like... Nah, man, all you're going to try to do is da-da-da-da-da. And I'm like, okay. You I don't must have, not actually know me. I don't have the time for that not- conversation now. Yes. There yeah, was exactly. A- like, 
There's but a, you can but you can type out a hundred and million comments in a, <laughs> in a thread yeah. at, at the beat of a drum, and I can't talk to you like this on FaceTime. Yeah, we yeah. uh. So you know, one of the things that we have noticed in first of all in relaunching the podcast this year, but also in taking like taking to YouTube as well is when you when you post a podcast, obviously people can leave reviews and all that other sort of stuff, but it's not a platform that encourages people to comment. With YouTube everybody is encouraged to comment and so right i posted in fact, a, comment below subscribe <laughs> to our channel do it I, now i posted a, i posted a snippet um from a video that we uploaded to youtube as like a, a youtube short and this is actually what spawned this conversation one as a content creator i didn't realize how vulnerable this is this whole process because like you said it is it's people get attached to personalities and people get attached to you right and it's like you're putting you on the front line so you are most vulnerable and exposed in that because when somebody comments on your on your creation it's it's not just the content you're putting out there they're ultimately commenting on you right so there were two instances that popped up in the comment section and one alludes to what you were just talking about um and this kind of is going to influence where we go in the next segment but uh the first one was so if anybody who can't see i i have the microphone in the way but i have a gap in my teeth so i posted bro i posted and okay okay i feel bad laughing. <laughs> i'm not gonna lie this is funny like i laughed when i saw it but then i i i deleted the comment because you know we're trying to curate what this is um right. what this community is so I posted this this short from one of the videos, and it was uh, comment below. When was the last time that Jesus interrupted your day? Like, when was the last time that Jesus like talked to you or spoke to you in some way that you know got you to think differently or you know made you pause? And somebody commented below, uh, "When did <laughs> I think it was when did Jesus interrupt your teeth?" And it was wow. like, bro, okay, I'm not gonna lie. I literally like started. I was sitting in a coffee shop. I read the comment and I lost it. I was like, this is hilarious. But I didn't wow. want people ganging up on me, so I deleted the comment. Um, yeah, yeah. But it was just so funny to me because it was like, obviously, this is someone that I've never met before, and they just felt like, okay, I can post this and there's no repercussions. Like, okay, you know what? Whatever, fine. Like that's that's the internet, right? So, so that was the first time, and I was like, oh, dang, like you were you were setting yourself up for body blows like people can just say whatever they want but then right. someone else commented and was like oh well i don't believe in jesus and so i responded yeah. back i was like well why is that and they were like the whole thing just seems like a cult to me this doesn't seem legit how can anybody follow this religion or whatever and i responded back and i said listen if you want to have a legitimate conversation about this like i think a relationship with jesus is the best thing you could the best decision you could ever make if you want to have an actual conversation about it here's how you can get in touch with me and they went silent Mm-hmm. Because most people actually don't want to have they don't a formal conversation. They want to be able to throw stuff out, let that be the end of it, or not be the end of it. But they want to like I can overpower you with words, but if I get in a room with you, I'm I'm going to be much more timid, and and things aren't going to come across the same way. So what we're going to do here is we're going to take a short break, and when we come back, Morgan, you talked about um, kind of in the past how I've like um, played a referee in the comment section. So I'm going to share a quick story about that. Uh, but also yeah. really just talk about the responsibility that we have as Christians to bring a more positive voice into into those spaces. But also, what do we do with the the issue of anonymity that comes up with social media? Because it's, it's a it's a false disguise. Like we think I can type this stuff. You know, you hear people like your keyboard warrior or a friend of mine. He calls yeah. it a he calls it digital courage. <laughs> the fact that you can say things behind a keyboard that you would never say yeah. in real life. So we're going to talk into that and kind of how that dichotomy has come up. Um, yeah. So let's take a quick break and we'll get back into it. 
we were talking about yeah so morgan you talked about how i like to referee the comment section and that's because there's a lot of shenanigans and tomfoolery <laughs> on the internet yep. that uh that i don't i don't know man I, I feel like we just can't let it happen okay here's here's the issue and i think the story is going to prove this point Sorry, I need to sit up. My posture is horrible, man. What's wrong with me? I'm over here um, taking a nap. I'm like, so yeah. I'm like um, curled up in this chair. Social media has helped us remove the humanity from others. Oh, yeah. It's created this way that we eliminate things. So me, ge- legitimately, the way I like to think about things is, would you tell me this in the same tone if we were in a room together? Or we were sitting face to face. I know exactly what story you're about you to tell. You do know exactly <laughs> what story I'm about to tell because that's the comment that I made. So I mentioned the George Floyd post that I had made. And I, I think it was that one. If It was something around that time. Um, this actually yeah. might have been in response to... I can't remember if this was the same post or not. But it, it was in response to, you know, when you saw, you know, there were uh, riots and stuff starting to happen. And it was getting a lot yep. of news traction and all that stuff. So I posted something and this girl had hopped on it who I hadn't, mind you, this is like, we, we forget that all this stuff happened like during quarantine. So like we hadn't seen people and, and I think that probably, you know, influenced it to a, to a degree. Um, For sure. But this girl had commented something just like super snappy, man. And I, remind you, when I, when I posted, I was trying to be mindful of like, yes, this is how I feel about this. This is my perspective on this thing, but it's not like attacking anybody the whole, the whole point of the post was just trying to bring awareness to kind of how i was feeling and processing things and stuff i post this thing she comments super rude and snarky and instead of like engaging further in that conversation with her i literally responded i was like hey we haven't seen each other in about three months we haven't even talked to each other in at least that long um and this was a person who was like acquaintance and acquaintance like we weren't super tight but we had you know known each other and i asked i was, I was like would you have come over to my apartment and knocked on my door and sat at my dining room table and said the thing that you just typed in the comments? Would you have said that to my face in that tone, knowing we hadn't talked in so long, right? I mean, just imagine the absurdity of that. Like imagine if every comment, instead of them leaving a comment in the comment section, they came and rang your doorbell. And as soon as you opened the door, they just started barking stuff at you, right? (laughs) Right. Like that's how absurd it is. And so we, we, we don't even consider that. We don't even think that way. It's interesting that you said tone because tone cannot be communicated in in a Facebook comment. Exactly. Like, so I mean, yes. she could have said that very sing songy, like, mm. oh, you know, <laughs> <laughs> uh, but I mean, the the context and the, yes. the the sequence of the words lends itself to a tone to be interpreted. Yes. But you can't have tone. And I think that is definitely an issue in having conversations on social media is that you don't get tone, you don't get yep. humanity and y- you just get black and white words, words and you're, it. you're able to add stuff. I am the queen of adding things to comments oh. where there Dude, are I, not. I, I try to tell, I try to tell my wife all the time, man, like there's one thing to weave over the past 12 years of marriage longer while we were dating. Like anytime we would argue if it started to feel some type of way or look like an argument or awkwardness was happening on a text thread, it was instant phone calls, man. I was like, I'm mm. not about to argue on text because yep. that purpose right there. 
us. Like, yeah. yeah, that's so good. Like I, I find it easier to voice my frustration with Aaron over a text message sometimes mm-hmm. than to like tell him to his face that I'm frustrated. You gonna say something? Say something. Well, it's, exactly. <laughs> right but now, it's, but it's, let me but it's, air all of my grievances. <laughs> but it's like, but it's like to the point of what y'all are saying too. Is like if people are willing to do that with their spouses, how much more are they probably willing to do that on a thread for somebody that's yep. not even as close as that person, right? Yep. Like people, we do that. If we do that with our own closest people, like, and you have to like, there's probably so many people that do that with their closest loved ones. They're so accustomed to just typing words on a on a phone mm-hmm. to just texting. So then a comment section just becomes an extension of a text. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And literally just running it through that filter the entire time and not thinking like what y'all are saying is tone and all that. And that's, that's why during George Floyd stuff for me too, is like, I was like, bro, like <laughs> get out of that comment section and have a conversation with me <laughs> yeah. straight up. And so we have to recognize, right. The culture that we're in is, is completely moving this way. Right. We're, I mean, we're seeing, I think kind of the extreme side of it now with like metaverse stuff coming up and all that, but bro, we live in a world where you remember the, the, Oh, what was it called? The, the coffee act. I don't even know if that's how you say it. Um, sounds, fam- there sounds was a, like so you're there was, trying to say it right, but I don't, yeah. So there was know. a time that, that, that Trump had tweeted Kafifi or whatever the word was. Oh, I know what you're talking about. I know what you're talking about. People yeah. like what people lost their minds. They're like, what are you talking about? So then because he was tweeting like crazy, uh, they actually passed a law that says that anything that a president, the president of the United States, anything the president posts on social media becomes a part of national record. So literally there are transcriptions of tweets and Facebook posts and all this stuff that are actually being stored in the Library of Congress now because that stuff goes it has yeah. such a big weight in the world we live in so that just shows yeah. you how much how much the needle is moving with the way that we consider internet interaction this is what i'm trying to figure out is a good rule of thumb just to move every conversation out of the digital realm into the physical or do you think there is a benefit to to the digital world the, as well? the only thing i think about the benefit of digital is and this is, may sound really weird but um I think having proof of what somebody says, mm. because it can, it can, I can, I can always go back because you know a conversation between two people, right? It's just whatever said is only between those two people, and if we leave that situation and then goes somewhere else, it's my word versus yours, right? And now there's nothing to be. We don't know exactly verbatim what was said a hundred percent, and we will remember most of it, but there'll be little details that we'll miss. So the good thing about the internet and about the comment section or a text message thread is that you can literally go back and see exactly what the word yeah. somebody used or said to you. Yeah. Versus it being like, no, no, I never said that, and da 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 da. Like there is that benefit. But the thing that I even like about that, Justin, is it's all in the sake and in an effort for clarity. Right. For better understanding somebody, right? I mean, don't get me wrong. Sometimes it could just be receipts that you want to like throw stuff back in somebody's face. But, sure. but I think that at the end of the day, it's like I fully want to understand what you're trying to tell me and what you're trying to communicate to me. And so whether that is I'm going to look back in this previous digital conversation to to look back at what you said and think about what you said and be able to reinterpret something that I misinterpreted sure. or we're going to take this thing physical and I'm going to have you over for dinner and we are going to talk about this face to face to make sure that I'm actually understanding what you're saying. I think that's a huge part that we miss. Yeah. Um, I think we lose out on so much grace for one another when we don't leave room for 
understanding something that may have been misinterpreted. Yeah. And I think a lot of us are scared uh, of conflict, man. I think a lot of people are scared and afraid of conflict. (laughs) Mm -hmm. Um, My wife is one of them. So Morgan, you're not alone. Uh, (laughs) She does not like conflict. Um, I'm quite the opposite. I prefer it. (laughs) I like it. I don't, I don't, I mean, is it fun in the moment? Not all the time. Mm-hmm. But what I know to be true out of, again, 12 years of being married is that most of the time, if conflict is embraced and handled correctly and you can engage it, I believe that on the other side of it can be fruit. And I believe there can be good things. And sometimes, uh, sometimes people got to argue. Some people got, some people got to growl at each other. You know what I'm yeah. saying? I think that's okay. As long as you can learn how to talk after that. And have a conversation and try to grow from it and see where that goes. But most people don't know how to do that. A lot of people don't know how to do that. And we're afraid. I think that's why the comment section and why the internet is such the place it's become is because people have found a place to go and have conflict without any any repercussions other than you clicking yeah. a button and unfriending me. Yeah. That's I think it. some like so a piece of marriage advice that we got when we were in premarital counseling was mm-hmm. When you argue, you are not arguing husband versus wife. You are arguing as a team against an issue. Yep, yep. And it feels funny to like take something that is advice for like a romantic relationship and apply it to even just like friendships with people in your physical world, but then to also apply it to the (laughs) internet and be like, hey, I have a piece of premarital advice for you, (laughs) random person (laughs) on the internet commenting on my YouTube video. Like you have an issue with something and it's not me. Mm -hmm. Like you have an issue with something that I said or my opinion towards an issue. We don't see eye to eye on this. You're not arguing with me. Like let's team up. Let's try to understand the, what, what our views are on this issue. So I assume the person that commented about your teeth on YouTube, um, like there. I don't know. I'm overanalyzing this, but I think there's like probably a body image issue or like there's some insecurity in them that mm-hmm. they felt like they needed to lash out on you and point out your flaw to either make themselves feel better or justify something that like they're insecure about in themselves. Um, and it's when you like l- look at it that way, like I can I can handle the comment section a little bit easier when I'm like, oh, there's just something that you haven't dealt with in yourself and now you're out here commenting on things or you're just being mean to be mean. Yeah. That's the thing too, is that like, I do think that there's a benefit to what you're talking about, but at the same time, I think that's another issue with social media is that it lets you project things onto other people that may or may not be true. Like they may or may not have any sort of insecurity or whatever, you know, but it is like social media gives you so many snippets of things. We're, we're looking at, three-dimensional people in a a two-dimensional lens you know like you're taking these complex individuals whose worldviews are shaped by different experiences and all this different stuff and and you're you're boiling it down to well this is who i think you are based on your profile picture and this meme that you retweeted and all this other stuff right Um, well if it's not an insecurity what was the point in making that comment i mean why not i hate to say it but yeah yeah I mean, especially as as dudes, man, there's a lot of guys, man, that are going through some of that stuff. But a lot of guys just want to be jerks just to be a jerk because it makes them, they just like to be little people so they can stay like, oh, wow, like Aaron's smart and says some really good stuff. What, you know what? 
I'm gonna just joke his teeth today. Yeah. Just because I want to make myself feel better than Aaron. <laughs> looking looking for a laugh. That's it. Looking for a top comment. Right? Some sort of recognition from other people that you are funny or whatever. Um, and some people are just, I mean, it's like the class clown in school who's just going to talk because they just like, oh, this is the first thing that came to mind. So I just need to throw it out there. And so right. that's it. So I, I mean, going off of that, I think so much of a big part of, of what we need to learn and navigate in this, in this sphere is just the importance of thinking before you type, I guess. Right. Thinking before yeah. you speak, like slowing down to like actually think through, man, what I was just hinting on a second ago about how complex people are. It's so important to remember. I think one of the things that's been super mind-blowing to me, um, it's one thing, like I mentioned in the story earlier, it's one thing for this guy who's not a Christian to be like, oh, I don't believe in Jesus. I think this is a cult, all this other stuff, right? That's one thing. It's a totally different thing when we post this Halloween episode and we realize like, whoa, there are people all over the place, man. There are people with all different sorts of beliefs and stuff. And so it's interesting to see Justin, kind of to your point earlier, I expect to have some disagreements with non-believers, right? Obviously, because we don't have the same worldview. We don't hold the same values, all this other stuff. It gets really interesting when there are other Christians and you're like, it feels like we're almost a part of two different religions, two different faiths. Yeah. yeah. um, Because of the way it's expressed and all this other stuff. And so I think that's what made, I think that's what makes political talk so fascinating. Um, Yeah. Because yeah, we do. We end up picking a side instead of recognizing the thing that unifies us um and then we just start ripping people apart man something i think at some point all three of us have made this comment in some capacity how those outside of the church operate that's on them right like it's not our job to hold them accountable um however the way that we as believers interact like we are a family who should be able to learn like if anyone should know how to deal with conflict and how you know all that sort of stuff it should definitely be us um so I find it interesting when you look at scripture, especially in the New Testament, I don't know if you've ever paid attention to just how little the New Testament authors talk to non-believers. They almost never do. Honestly, they talk to people who are like claiming to believe in Jesus, but haven't fully like committed, right? Like you think about like first Corinthians, for example, um, who they were saying they believe in Jesus, but still had all these pagan rituals and stuff tied in there. And so they address those. And it's probably some of the closest conversations that we get to people who, who aren't believers, probably Jesus talked to more unbelievers than any of the apostles did. Um, but so much of what the new Testament authors write is directed towards Christians on how to treat other Christians in the community of faith. And one of those that really stands out to me is Peter. Uh, I love it because Peter talks about how we are supposed to operate as um, as exiles, as foreigners in a in a foreign land, right? Um, and his thing is, is he's talking to Christians who are in a culture that operate differently than they do, 
but he's telling them this is how you're supposed to operate with one another. This is how you're yeah. supposed to communicate with one another. Um, forget what everybody else is doing. Yeah, they're going to persecute you. Yeah, they're going to throw mud on you. Yeah, they're going to argue about politics. Yeah, they're going to get upset about all these different cultural topics. But you are actually supposed to live differently. And so he tells us that the way we live is is supposed to be a reflection uh, to our unbelieving neighbors. So I'm going to point this out really quick. So I'm going to go ahead and read. These are a couple of verses from First uh, Peter chapter 2 um, that I think are just really good. First of all, he starts off by saying, so get rid of all evil behavior. Be done with all deceit, hypocrisy, jealousy, and unkind speech. I, Before we go any further, let's just write there. Unkind speech. Like, <laughs> it's, it's, yeah, we can get back into that in just a minute. But yeah. I think there is a conversation to be said on like, what does it mean just to be kind in general? I think is, is huge. Yeah. Um, and then we jump down to verse 11. He says, dear friends, I warn you as temporary residents and foreigners. So that's just a reminder of our identity, right? This is, this place is not your home. You were, you were here temporarily. Um, for them, they kind of experienced this in a physical sense because they were in a place that wasn't their own home. But for us in modern day reading this, we know that heaven is our home. Uh, I warn you as temporary residents and foreigners to keep away from worldly desires that wage war against your very souls. Be careful to live properly. This is where he brings in the unbelievers. Be careful to live properly among your unbelieving neighbors. Then if they accuse you of doing wrong, they will see your honorable behavior and they will give honor to God when he judges the world. And Mm -hmm. this is the part that I think is so key is we have to remember as, as Christians Social media is so public. The way that we connect online is so public that everyone is watching us, man. Those those friends that you forgot about, that you're friends with on Facebook or <laughs> the people who follow you on Twitter or on Instagram that you, you don't even think about because they don't post anything, right? They're just scrolling through and they're just consuming and stuff. They see all this stuff mm-hmm. and they see how we are communicating with people. And so, you know, when when political season comes around, or when we start even talking about our faith on social media in a certain type of way, and they just see us in comment sections yapping at each other. If, if that conversation was anonymous, completely anonymous, you didn't know who was posting what, and it was between a Christian and an unbeliever. Could people figure out which one was which? Yeah. I said, we just look ridiculous. Yes. (laughs) And then, especially when we start arguing with each other, that's a whole other thing, man. It's like, man, that's why people are like, man, I don't, this is why I don't believe. Look at y'all. Like, mm-hmm. why would I want to be a part of that? You know what yep. I mean? Like, you guys following Jesus looks uh, not so uh, joyous anymore. I thought you guys were supposed to be full of joy. Well, I don't see any joy out of you guys. <laughs> nope. Yeah. So let's let's double back to verse one really quick. He talks about unkind speech. What does it look like to to be kind? Because I think there's like a there's like oh you're a good person bad person yeah. right there's that but then I think kindness is something. Well, so I. I was thinking about that as you were speaking on that. Um, Cause here's, here's the reality is, is that the world we live in today, the word being kind, right? Like I, I just think about, this isn't just something we see in student ministry. This is something we see across the board and that's, you're my friend or you're being kind to me if you're just saying everything I want, want to hear. Mm-hmm. The moment that I push back a little bit. Oh, you're unkind now. Yeah. You're unkind. You're telling me no. My kids think I'm unkind because I tell them they can't get more Oreos. 
<laughs> no, I'm saving you so you don't grow to be obese mm-hmm. and become a problem and you develop other issues in your body. You know, you want to do gymnastics, lay off the Oreos. Yeah. <laughs> you want to yeah. do X, Y, and Z, you better lay off the sugar. Too yeah. much is going to be bad for you. Um, and I think that's the thing, the hard reality too, is so when we're talking about like what define what kind means, um, for me, I think there's a, le- there's a level of it where you got to have people that are willing to say no to you and say, that's, that is a version of being kind mm-hmm. is someone that's willing to maybe pop your hand when you're going in for that Oreo and, and willing to say it to you in a, in a lovingly, but maybe stern way to be like, dude, this is not good. Yeah. Like, you know what I mean? Yeah, I, uh, this is the thing. Being kind doesn't mean that we can't disagree. Right. So I think sometimes people hear this and like, oh, well, I'm just going to, I'm going to step away from it altogether. No, listen, that's that's not the solution either. Right. Right? People need a Christian voice. People need Christian perspectives in the world. So just saying like, oh, I'm just going to, I'm going to just stay out of it completely. No, like we actually have something of value to the world that we need to offer. Sure. And that is the gospel. Sure. So we need to learn how to have those conversations in a way that instead of alienating, actually invites people in when i think about uh like people who we mentioned him in a in a previous episode but like when i think about people operating a certain way inside of a culture that's not their own i think about daniel because daniel was such a, a prime example of this and like you know when you look at the story of daniel and lions then the only a, a way that they were able to accuse him of anything was in in accordance with his faith so here's the thing even the people didn't agree with daniel's message they they still respected him for who he was and i think as christians we're called to conduct ourselves in a way that is respectful um not just of other people but like where people can look at us and say you know what listen i don't agree with aaron i don't agree with justin i know he's got his faith stuff i know morgan she's like all about this jesus stuff but every time i talk to them there's this this life-givingness that comes out of it they're never like disrespectful to me they don't put their opinions over me like they are always respectful in a certain way and i think that's I think that's a big part of it is the way that we carry ourselves is, is a lot of times the bigger message than anything else. Um, so yeah, so he talks about uh, avoiding all kinds of unkind speech. So we talked a little bit about what that means. Um, but then he also, he goes on in verse 12, he says, be careful to live properly among your unbelieving neighbors. Then even if they accuse you of doing wrong, they will see your honorable behavior and they will give honor to the God when he judges the world. I mean, what does that look like for y'all in a digital, digital space? <laughs> My answer is easy right now. It looks like it's non-existent. <laughs> <laughs> I don't have social media, right? Like, I'm um, good. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, if that's one way to do it, that's one way to do it, right? I mean, like, there. I I felt challenged earlier, Aaron, when you said like we can't just w- run away and alienate and not respond, like engage in those conversations. So I feel almost like this sense of like a responsibility to be there and be present and um, to engage with people who do think differently than me. Um, so yeah, I'm like equally challenged, but also like. I get overwhelmed very easily. Yeah, and that's what like, I was going to say is like you still have a role to protect your mental health as well, right. right? Like here's the reality. Social media is not a safe place. <laughs> you know? So there's only so much that we can take. Like the entire time I was getting set up for today, um Justin, I don't know if you've seen like Bo Burnham's stuff. 
Um, but he has this song um, called Welcome to the Internet. And the, the hook of the song is everything and every, what is anything and everything all of the time. Um, and that's what it is. It's like we're so inundated with stuff from like having access all the time. Like we as human beings were not designed for anything and everything no. all of the time. Yeah. We weren't. No. There are times no. where we have to step away. And so I'm really glad you brought that up because I do feel if there's anybody in here that's listening to this, that they recognize this is not just saying you need to go find every fight on social media and, and you know, be a social justice warrior and <laughs> diffuse all the problems and all this other stuff. Right. Um, there's a time for that, but there is also a time to let it rest. Yeah. And yeah. I, I get very defeat. Like I feel things just very like, big like Mm -hmm. something like a very small comment can cause me to feel just like really big emotions and it'll stick with me for a long time and I'll read into it I'll add stuff to it um so I definitely felt very weighed down by a lot of the stuff that I was seeing on social media and I was like I just need I need a break um but I think about it and I'm like there are people in my own world right in my physical world right now that I'm not sharing Jesus with Mm. and so I've got enough of a circle in my physical world that I need to reach and I need to love and I need to show Jesus too that I don't even need to tack on the extra responsibility of reaching people in a digital world well here's the weird meta part of this where we see these lines blurring it's exactly what you're doing right now (laughs) You're reaching people with the gospel in a digital world through doing this <laughs> podcast, right? So so but, even that just shows how much the lines between, because I do think sometimes we pigeonhole like social media is Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, TikTok over here. And then you have right. YouTube, which YouTube would tell you they're a social media platform, but we don't look at it that way because there's a little bit less, there's a ton of engagement happening there, but you can consume it without engaging as much. Um, were you going to say something? Yeah, I was going to say, I think, I think, we are, if anything, I think the digital spaces are starting to move in some ways in a more po- somewhat positive direction, and here's why. And the reason why I say that is because all the platforms, Instagram, even Twitter now, Facebook, I don't know about Snapchat. I don't think they have one. I really don't use Snapchat that much. I think it's kind of a, eh. I, I like the filters of Snapchat. That's about it. Uh, but being able to go live changes everything. And the reason why I say that is because it doesn't just leave words on the screen. We are now creating social where we're talking, but media outlets that allow us to actually social and vocalize and express ourselves rather than just put 120 characters on a screen, right? When I go on stream, there's a chat, words on a screen. But the beauty about, I think, of live stream that, we've, that we're starting to create is that you do have the ability to call people up and into a chat with you, like on the spot. So if I go Instagram live right now about a topic and there's some troll popping off in the stream, I can invite them on. And in front of everybody, if they don't accept it, guess what that does? That's going to make, we already know, you scared. Yeah. And we know exactly what's happening. You're just trolling and you don't really want to talk about it. You just want to get on here and type. That's what's really happening. So I think we're slowly going to start seeing some of those people like there's, they're going to be there, but they're not going to be taken as serious because we have the ability to go live with what we're talking about. And in a live context, I can call people up into 
a voice chat at minimum or physically see your face and we could try to have a conversation. And if somebody hops up on a video and acts a fool and goes belligerent punch drunk and just wants to start snapping off, like, wow, that person, we know now, like what you said, Morgan, is like, you obviously are dealing with something bigger than just what this issue is. Yeah. Yeah, I do think it's super interesting to see where social media goes from here because for, for so sure. long it is, I'm just going to throw stuff out there and I'm going to wait for it to get judged. But I think the longer that we go through it, I mean, we talk about, I mean, how, how old is Facebook? Maybe 15, 15 years? Yeah. But maybe between 15 and 20? 20, yeah. We are still, we are still, at least in the public form that it is now, right? Like you had like the college version and all that stuff. Yeah. But like we are still in the guinea pig stage of social media. Oh, facts. And people are starting to really see the adverse effects that it has on mental health, on uh, personal like body image and all this sort of stuff. And so... We see there there are some moves that are starting to happen, right? So, for example, Instagram, you can hide the number of likes now. So yep. that's not something that you, right? Um, you have apps like Be Real. That's, yeah. I, I think, a, a very valiant effort. I don't know how great it is. I, haven't, I actually haven't even used it Are you it yet, on Be Real? I'm not, no. Oh, I was about to say I'm about to add you, bro. Oh, okay. <laughs> so what, are you, what are your thoughts about it, though, really quick? Uh, about Be Real? Yeah. I think it's I feel. I feel like I it's, it's making it simple. A, it's making an attempt, I think, at trying to make social media human again. Yeah, I think I like the fact that it's not like um, you d you can't really have a lot of time to doctor it up and make it, but kind of show where you're at and yeah. kind of what's going on. Like I did, it, I did it during this podcast. Actually. <laughs> That's funny. <laughs> so I think this kind of goes back to the conversation that we had last week with Micah, where we were talking about how do we consume entertainment? We can't do it passively. And so much of what we, man, this right here, I don't understand how all of our thumbs aren't like Jack, bro, just from like <laughs> scrolling so much, you know? Um, but I do think that there's that, that, that side of it that, um, yeah, we have to bring, we have to allow the humanity to come back into it. And I think that's going to be really helpful too, but we're going to go around the circle here and we'll just say one tip per person. What is one thing that you have that you hope people listening to this episode will take with them into their into into digital spaces? So whether it is social media or whether it is some sort of live streaming space or whatever, um, when they are interacting with someone not face to face, so this could be social media, this could be text message, you know, any of that stuff. What's kind of a, a general rule that you think that we as Christians should? adhere to that would help eliminate some of the toxicity and some of the drama i think there's it's a it's kind of a it's a, it's a wrestle between two worlds because in one on one hand if it's if you're dealing with conflict on social media with a person that you know physically and you have the ability to have an actual conversation with them i say do it i say reach out that way right like don't just let the cesspool of the internet and the comment section dwell and just keep you know what i mean like mm -hmm. i think that energy is never good but i think if it's a so if it's a friend and a person or just somebody you know in real life do that but if you're like a content creator and you're a streamer or that kind of thing you're it's inevitable that you're gonna get pushback about whatever it is that you do i mean you could be i don't know making a cake and somebody's just not gonna like the way you make your cake mm-hmm and they're just not, they're going to say something to literally make you feel the worst. Um, that stuff is going to happen. It happened to me in music. I'd put out music videos. I have random people watching my videos 
YouTube, Facebook, wherever, comments are lit up. Oh, he's just, he, he sound like this person. You just, you're just da, 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 whatever. And he's ramble, ramble, ramble. And you can get yourself caught up in that, man. Um, so I think Lecrae had said it one time, man. It was just like, if you live for their acceptance, you'll die from their rejection. And I, I agree with that. If all I'm doing is just trying to live for people's acceptance, then I'm going to be doing content is going to kill me. Yeah. Because I'm, I'm just, especially as a Christian, like we already know, like, the Bible tells us that, and this was thousands and thousands of years ago. Like, you were gonna get pushback, bro. Like, it's gonna happen. Like, so be prepared, right? The moment that you start proclaiming the name of Jesus and doing all that, it is gonna get some heavy pushback. And it might be from your own brothers and sisters. I mean, Jesus was walking around Pharisees saying stuff. It happened. So just be, I think it's just for me, is um, if you're doing content, that's the just be prepared for the smoke. That's it, bro. Morgan, what about you? I think when you're engaging with people, on the internet, whatever platform, um, those platforms are stripping away the humanity. So I would say add the humanity back. Mm -hmm. Uh, Mm -hmm. Remember that this is a person on the other side of your screen that you're responding to. I think it was my mom used to tell me um, something, if it it was not my mom, sorry, mom, um, that (sighs) if you wouldn't say this with your grandma in the room, don't say it. <laughs> so if you need to imagine... Hey, some people's grandmas be wilding, though. Grandmas be the problem. <laughs> so Grandma's okay. the one you can't be friends with on Facebook. <laughs> so ch- choose your kinda, person... kind of true. Choose your person wisely. If it's not... Your, if your grandma's going to let you get away with stuff, don't choose your grandma. Um, but uh, just imagine a per Like, if you don't know what this person looks like, then, like, just imagine a person. Imagine a person that you love um, on the other side receiving this and let that be the way that you respond. And then when you are in comment sections, I would also remember children. Like, if a child were exposed to this, would you want them to read the things that you have said? Um, So for me, it's, I'm going to imagine my grandma's reading this and my child's reading this. Also, if tweets from the president are stored in the Library of Congress, I feel like God's going to be able to have a copy of all of our tweets <laughs> as we're like walking through the pearly gates. Like he's going to be like, yeah. remember that time you tweeted this thing or you retweeted this thing or you liked this? I f- he's all knowing like he yeah. can see everything. Yeah. Bro, um, that reminds me. I was listening to um, Let There Be Light, Andy Mineo's like first EP, right? And he had that lyric. I can't remember what song it was, but he was like, how would your face look if Jesus were to take a scroll through a page of your Facebook? Yeah, yeah, Um, yeah. Oh, man, what was it? It Something, uh, would he be a bit confused if he saw his name written in your religious views or something like that? But yeah, Yeah. like just that idea, just that, again, that's putting the humanity into it. It's like, man, if Jesus was, was... you know, because he is aware of all of it. What would he think shout about out to it? shout out to Christian hip hop, man. Good yeah. lord, so many golden nuggets out here <laughs> yeah, floating man. around. <laughs> yeah. Juicy beef though. nuggets. Juicy beef nuggets. That's what we call. <laughs> oh um, No, that's that's great. Morgan. Oh, I haven't. It's we should let the Christian hop hip hop into our ear holes. Oh, dang it! There she goes again. Bro. <laughs> She's got to find a way to I, drop the word ear holes in every episode we got a text from my mom the other day my sister my seven-year-old sister uh they were listening to the podcast in the car and she goes mom is ear holes a bad word so she texted us and she was like i'm telling all of her teachers to call morgan like if you have a problem with ear holes call she's gonna say ear holes in class and they're gonna go what'd you say walking in class like what's up ear holes (laughs) (laughs) no that's good uh i think for me so literally when I imagine 
a comment section, I imagine a dumpster fire. <laughs> and if there's a fire, you can either pour water or you can pour gasoline. That's it. Yep. And yep. here's the thing. It can change comment to comment. Like, I think some people are like, oh, I have value to offer this. Okay, cool. Usually it's not the first comment that gets you in trouble. It's right. when y'all start getting back and forth <laughs> and y'all start chatting that eventually you're going to, you just, there, there's a switch where you go from, I just want to share my thoughts on this to, I want to win this argument and I want to be right. And that's when the claws come out. So, um, yeah, uh, you know, this is another common piece of advice, but, but win the relationship, not the, not the argument, you know, yeah. what are you doing to make sure that you're, I want this. Here's the thing. We are not, I don't care how eloquent you are. I don't care whatever we are not going to solve massive world issues in the comment section it's right. not going to happen and rarely i don't know a single person who's like oh i used to have this political view but now you know after this twitter war i got in <laughs> i don't think the same way listen there are resources out there that are helpful yes but i think it's so much more important to be able to say okay let's dive into this stuff together and let's talk about this face to face and in person as the true discipleship podcast we have to recognize that discipleship is going digital in some way. It has to. Yeah. It has to because discipleship is really just about us modeling the way that life should be and, and hoping people follow that, right? So we're modeling our lives after Jesus, hoping that people, you know, like Paul says, follow me as I follow Christ. Um, discipleship is going digital. And so we have to learn how to keep that ground sacred, how to keep it um, more life-giving than than toxic and and creating issues so um our dog's telling us it's time to stop so i think we've got <laughs> i think that that works any any closing thoughts from you guys you good nah, man you good yeah. justin um really quick before we peace out of here first of all thank you so much dude for doing this yeah man, greatly appreciate yeah definitely gonna pick your brain about your lighting setup and all that stuff <laughs> you gotta you gotta dope set up there that i know you coveting your whole setup <laughs> I, I know you put some serious time and stuff into that you you, hey, man. you any content of yours that i have engaged with has always been high quality and so um first of all thank you for the amount of work that you put into it um doing things that that are just like you said man you're putting you're putting a lot of really good positive stuff out there so really quick before we sign off uh go ahead and let people know how can they engage with your stuff a little bit more one more time yeah no i appreciate it um you guys can check me out on twitch at twitch.tv forward slash go go power up real easy and uh go go power up on everything else as well if you want to follow the journey on the content that i put out there in the gaming space and beyond and uh yeah man thank you guys for having me on i mean i'm honored to be here and have a just a small little portion to play in the conversation, man. So thank you for allowing me to use my story and some of my journey in this thing, man. I'm right there with you guys, man, trying to figure it out as I go, you know? Yeah, absolutely, bro. Thank you so much for that. Uh, hey, if you are listening to this online, if you're listening to this on any of our podcast platforms uh, and you enjoyed and you were blessed by this content, uh, go ahead and give us a follow, subscribe to us. Uh, maybe even go down to the review section and leave a review. If you're watching on YouTube, feel free to hit the subscribe button, like, comment, all that stuff. We will, uh, let's have some fun in the comment sections. <laughs> it feels a little counterintuitive, right? Uh, but man, we've really enjoyed those. Shout out to uh, Link Bradley, Matt Kelly, uh, the Disney pastor, just some people that we've had conversations with in the comment section that have just been really good. So thank you for letting us know ways that this has been helpful for you. Uh, we would love 
constructive feedback on what we could do to make this better. Kind, um, kind, yeah. constructive. We feedback. give you permission to use the comment section as a practice field. If you're, if you're like, yo, I'm about to go, I'm about to go wilding on Facebook. Maybe post it in our comment section first. We'll mark it up. We'll we like go. track changes yeah. and send but it what back. What did you to mean you. by yeah? Leave comments and respond. No, just in parentheses, this is the tone that I was going for. Yeah, there you go. Uh, but guys, thank y'all so much for listening to another edition of the True Discipleship Podcast. We hope that everybody has a great Thanksgiving. Yeah, happy uh, Thanksgiving. And this is going to be the last week of this series. We have a Advent series that's going to be dropping next week that, uh, man, was supposed to drop last year. Next week, last year. <laughs> yeah, but we're excited to finally get around to that. So it's Christmas time. Let's get into it. It's going to be awesome. Guys, we love y'all. We'll catch you next time.